want to thank you that that we are always on your mind lord we some we don't understand that we don't even uh, understand why god you would love us so much 
But God, we just thank you that you do. We thank you that you gave your son to die for us, Lord. We uh, thank you, Lord, for the just always being there for us and watching over us, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house today, to worship you. Help us to do that. And we pray for Brother Darrell as he delivers your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. new life we 
Okay, turn with me in your Bible, Matthew chapter 4, as we go back and look through the book of Matthew on Sundays, Matthew 4, 12 through 17. Be an outline of this on the back side of your announcements, you like to use that. Give you a second to turn or swipe your way to Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to pray. Okay, pray with me if you will. Father, uh, we come to you. Uh, I'm very, uh, very conscious of the fact right now, right now, right here where I'm at, where I'm standing, that, uh, that preaching is not hard to do, but it is impossible to do. And I'm very, uh, very aware of how weak I am, how much I can't do this without you, probably more aware this morning than I've been in, in, a, in a long time. Uh, hopefully, I won't, won't ever lose that. Uh, we need you. It's just, this is just a public acknowledgement that we need you, that I, I need you. I can't do it without you. I can't change without you. I can't grow without you. Uh, there's nothing that I can do without you. And so, Hopefully, along with me, all of us in the room, we'll just take a second here and in our own prayer, acknowledge the fact that whatever it is, uh, I can't do it without you. I've, I've got to have your help. Uh, you've, got to, you've got to take over in my life. You've got to lead. Uh, I've got to follow you. You don't, you don't follow me. Uh, Lord, help us to have that mindset that it's, it's going to all, if it's going to work at all, it's going to be all about you, not about us. Uh, we give this time to you, and I, uh, I want to give myself to you. I want this to be the Holy Spirit working and not me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Matthew chapter 4, we're going to talk about repentance today. Read uh, 12 through 17. Matt, I didn't say this, but let's do this. When I get down to verse 16, I'll stop right there, say a few things, and then we'll read verse 17 last. So there's going to be a gap. So when we get to 16, just leave that on the screen for a little bit. So uh, Jesus has come out of temptation, uh, the, the 40 days of temptation in the wilderness with Satan, we go right into verse 12, even though the first word in verse 12 is now. Now when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed, departed to Galilee. That word now, there's actually about a year has taken place. Matthew doesn't record all that, all that takes place during that time. So when you see the word now, and I, I underline it in mine, I, and I'll write, I didn't do it yet, but I'll write one year 
down, down there beside the word now. It almost gives you the impression, of course it does, that it's an immediate, but, but it's not. So when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, verse 13, and leave, leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, and that's where this, all this is going to take place in this seaside town of Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali. And I'm going to explain that here in a little bit. In the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying that this is what Isaiah had to say about the Messiah the land, verse 15, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. That's an important phrase. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region in the shadow of death, light has dawned. Now, we're going to stay right there a little bit before we read the last verse about, a, about repentance. He talks about the land of Zebulun and, and Naphtali. Both of these are uh, tribes of the 12 tribes of Israel. These are two of the tribes. This town, Capernaum, by the Sea of, sea of Galilee, I hope I don't bore you to death, but I just want, to, I want this scripture to make more sense to you. And I won't spend a whole lot of time here, but I just, this is where we teach, okay? So uh, Zebulun and Naphtali are, are tribes, and where Capernaum sits, when the tribe allotments were given out, this tribe goes here, this tribe goes there, where Capernaum sits in the Old Testament, that's where their tribes are. That's where they live there. Uh, Isaiah prophesied about the Messiah coming to that spot. When Isaiah said that, Capernaum was not a town yet, so he doesn't name the town by name. He just says where, Zaf where Zebulun and, and, and Naphtali are, that's where, by the sea, that's where this is going to take place. In the meantime, Capernaum is established there. So that's where Jesus goes. And it is, it's fulfilling the scripture that Isaiah prophesied. Now, to make it, hopefully, make a little more sense as we lead into the issue of repentance. I want you to notice, I know I'm in mine, I'm sure it's not in yours yet, but in verse 16, uh, the people, I'm sorry, when I go back up to 15, it ended with Galilee of the Gentiles and talks about people who sat, sat in darkness. They've seen a great light. Galilee of the Gentiles. Now, Isaiah prophesies years before Capernaum is even established, but he sees this, that there's going to be a huge group of Gentiles there, not Jews, Gentiles, and, and he sees this a far way off. In history, in the Old Testament, Naphtali and Zebulun were also, Naphtali was the first tribe to go into uh, captivity. So they were among the, the earliest tribes taken into captivity by Assyria. When that happened, they mingled with the place they were taken. They uh, lost their Judaism. They became 
part of what we know in the New Testament as Samaritans. They are half-breeds. They are Jews who have intermarried, intermingled with other people, with Gentiles and so forth. So they came back, when they came back to Capernaum, for instance, they're now technically a Samaritan. They're not a Jew. They're not completely Gentile. They're intermarried. They're Samaritans. They're hated by the Jews. Hated by the Jews. Okay? There are also many, many Gentiles in Capernaum. So there are Gentiles, not Jews, pagans, heathens, don't know anything about God. So there's Gentiles, there's Samaritans who are hated almost as much as Gentiles, and there are some Jews. Capernaum was a very bustling town. It was a seaside town. It was also on the traffic lane of life. So a lot of people, a lot of things going on in Capernaum, okay? A lot of sinful things going on in Capernaum. Interestingly to us, for us, hopefully it's a teaching tool for us. When Jesus goes and looks for a place to set up a base of ministry, he doesn't pick Jerusalem, which has the greatest per capita of Jews of anyone. Jews live there. He picks a town like Capernaum, mostly Gentile, mostly Samaritan, mostly sinful, very few Jews. Okay? That's the land of Naphtali and Zebulun by the seashore, by the, in the land of Galilee, the Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness. Does that make a little more sense now? The people who sat in darkness, the people in Capernaum, have seen a great light. Those who dwell in darkness, now the light has come. So that's not just a nice thing for Isaiah to say. It's not, he's not just trying to fill up space. He sees afar off a place where the Messiah is going to come that's extremely spiritually dark. That's Capernaum. And they know it. And they're living in this sinful place. They're living in sin them, themselves, and they don't know how to get out of it. They don't know how to get free. So there's the prophecy of Isaiah. It fits that town and that place exactly, even though they didn't know the name of it when he prophesied it. So verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I will make a distinction about the, the word, the phrasing kingdom of, kingdom of heaven. Matthew is the only one that records Jesus saying it in that way. Most of the time he said the kingdom of God is at hand. I'm going to make this distinction toward, toward the end. I do believe, I believe the commentators are right when he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand he's not really talking about heaven as a place where Christians will go to live 
to live eternally. He's talking about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. The simultaneous thing is at hand. I'm standing right in front of you. The kingdom of God is here. And I'm presenting to you your chance to repent, okay? If you're looking at your outline now, we're going to spend almost entirely the time on the word repentance. Repentance is a change of mind, which leads to a change of direction or a change of action or a change of behavior, okay? I made this distinction when uh, a few a while back we talked about what John the Baptist preached because he preached exactly the same thing. He said, repent. Repentance, this, this is important. I'm going to spend some time with this. I'd like for you to get this right in your head. It makes a difference. Repentance is a change of mind, which at the completion of it leads to a change of direction. Repentance is a change of mind. It's turning around and going the other way in your mind. It's a decision. I'm going to change my mind about, the list is endless, I'm going to change my mind about who I am. Right now, I'm going to change my mind when I think about myself, who I am, I'm going to change my mind about myself. I'm going to change my mind about how I think. I'm going to change my mind about how my mind works. I'm going to change my mind about how I think. I'm going to change my mind about how I talk. I want to change my mind about what I watch. I want to change my mind about what I hear. I want to change my mind about who I am. You get the picture, okay? I want to change my mind. Now, the, the technical distinction I'm trying to make here is that that has to come first. It's not, re, repentance, technically, is not a change of behavior. Listen carefully. Repentance is not technically a change of behavior. We'll say, well, that's a change. Sure it is. That should be toward the end of it. Because the distinction is this, that there are those who can, you can make yourself, you can have somebody else make you change the way you act, but not that you haven't changed the way you act in your mind. You can, a parent can, make a child obey. You can make a child obey, but you can't make them want to, right? <laughs> right. You can't make them want to. You can make a child or whatever, someone, you can make them physically obey what you're saying, but in their mind and in their heart, they still don't want to. They're doing it because somebody made them do it. That's why people in prison, people in jail, they have to be there. Of course, they don't want to be there, but when they get out, they're going to go right back and do the same thing. Why? They haven't repented. They did a change of behavior, a change of direction, as long as someone made them do it. That's not repentance. Now, the other is also true. I get this, and maybe if I think of it, we'll deal with it toward the end. You can have a change of mind and still not follow through, but technically that is repentance. It's just something we have to work on. Work on. Uh, right now, right here, while I'm thinking about it, let's just get out of our mind that there's this repentant lifestyle that I do it once and that's it. You know, I, I'm, Not only have I repented, I'm repenting now. It's, it's a lifestyle. It is. 
It's a lifestyle. I'm living a lifestyle of repentance. God continually changed my mind, and then I want that to work itself out in how I talk, how I act, how I think. And But the mental heart change comes first. That's repentance. So a change of action without a change of heart, without a change of mind, is not biblical repentance. Okay? So when Jesus said repent, that's literally what the word means. To change your mind. And that's what I'm going to ask all of us to do today. Change our mind. About what? That's up to you. We're all going through different things. I'm going through my thing. You're going through yours. So it's, it's all, what does the Holy Spirit tell you about repentance? This isn't just for people who are lost and need Christ. It is for them. It's, it's for all of us. I'm repenting day by day as I go, even though I've been, uh, been a Christian a long time. Repentance is a change of mind, which leads, hopefully, to a change of direction. Romans 2.4. The last part of the sentence, the goodness of God leads you to repentance. The goodness of God leads you to repentance. Stay there. Remember what we talked about in Capernaum. Very wicked place. All kinds of sin going on there. Can you imagine the number of people who possibly just just as it would be in, in any place like that, where just wickedness all around them. And there are some, not all, but there are some who are living that way and thinking, I don't want to live this way. I, I'm tired of this, but I don't know how to change. I don't want to be like this. Reminded me of the Old Testament story of Jonah going to, going to Nineveh and Jonah. Said, it's a terribly wicked place. But he just started preaching and they repented just immediately. Why? They wanted to. Here's what I want to make a point on this. Maybe, this, ha this is how I was thinking of it. It may not be true with you. But through the years, when you hear the word repentance... I mean, it just comes to my mind, a preacher up there spitting and yelling and, you know, just, just beating down, you need to repent, and all that's true. And, you know, hell, fire, and damnation, and that's true if you don't. But does hell, fire, and damnation, and judgment, and God is mad at you, and God, God is ready to destroy you, and God, does that bring repentance? No. It might make you feel better because the preacher preached at you so hard. It might make the preacher feel better because he finally got it out of his system. Does the judgment and the anger and the wrath of God bring repentance? No. No. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that brings repentance that works repentance, that leads you. Isn't that, isn't that an interesting way to put it? That doesn't drive you to it, but leads you to it. I don't know if you've, I don't know how you've thought about repentance in the past, but this is what the Bible says about it, that you are led to it. 
So uh, in a town like Capernaum or Truman or Jonesboro or Harrisburg or Marktree or Bay or Brooklyn, is it, did, I, you know, did I leave anyone out? There are people, there are wickedness all around. Well, that's Capernaum. I mean, we don't, we don't live in a town like, oh, yeah, we do. You, yeah, yes, we do. You know we do. But is everybody like that? No. Are there people trapped in their sin who just don't want to be like that? Yes. Now, there are some people who, who enjoy it. I mean, they, they, they love the sinful lifestyle, but not everybody does. And there are those, as the Holy Spirit works, see, as the Holy Spirit's at work, he begins speaking to different people at different times and begin leading them to repentance. It's simply looking at themselves, their lifestyle, where they go, what they do, what they say, how they think, and say, you know, I'm just tired of being like this. And it doesn't have to be, I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be some big wicked thing. I'm going to, if I remember to, I'm going to give you an, an, an example. Uh, it doesn't have to be some deeply w wicked thing, what we think of. It just be, some, you know, how I think, how I, small things. But it's the Lord working with us and us changing our mind about who we are. Uh, it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. Here's what... Uh, Let's go to the next screen. A mind changed against its will is of the same opinion still. This is where I'm, I've just gotten to the point. I, arguing with people just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Ar, arguing, I'm not going to change their mind. If they want to know what's different, you know, can I... Now, if somebody, I'm looking for something different, yeah. I, you know, I, but if I come at you saying, you need to change, you know, you know I need, I'm going to, I'm going to ha hammer this down your throat and you're, you're not going, you're going to choke. It's what you're going to do. It's, it's not going to work. A mind change against its will is of the same opinion still. The last screen, you got to want it. You got to want it. Repentance is for those who want to Repent. When John the Baptist came preaching repentance, there would be those in the crowd say, oh, thank God. That's what I've been waiting to hear. When Jesus came preaching repentance in Capernaum, this incredibly dark place, there, there were those who said, thank God, a light has come. I don't have to stay like this. I don't have to be like, this doesn't have to be me. It, it might be, I mean, maybe, maybe everybody else on my street loves it like, like this, but I don't. But I just didn't know how to get myself out of it. I just didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to turn. Thank God that there's a light that has shone down in this dark place. That's what I want. That's repentance. And that's really the only way it's going to come. It can never be forced. It's very similar to the word love. I have no idea how love works. I just know it does. It just it shouldn't, but it does. Why do you love some people more than others? And why do other people love you? It makes absolutely no, no sense. And you know as well as I do that you can't get people to love you. You can't make them love you. And the oddity of love, the, the, the irony... The harder I try to get you to love me, the less you love me. 
It's got to be chosen. And I, I don't understand it. But re repentance is, is in that form. It must be chosen. It can never be forced. It's that person says, the change of mind, which leads to a change, change of direction, that's what I want. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that. See, there are some who will sit under the preaching of repentance and just get all bowed up. And say, I don't, I don't want to change. Okay, then you won't. But there are some who come in, that's what I want. I've been waiting for that. I've been waiting for that message of light. I've been waiting for that message of hope. And I want that. Uh, I'm going to change gears in a little bit, but we're going to leave that on the screen. This is, I'm going to give you an example of how seemingly insignificant it can be, but it's significant to me. For me personally, for instance, this is not going to be some deeply sinful thing, okay? I'm not, I'm not going to tell you about, about that. I don't want you to know, know about that. But it's sometimes how I present myself, how I talk, how I relate how I think, uh, guess, uh, let me go this way with it. Have you ever been around a group of people and you're talking with them, you're sitting around having coffee or Coke or whatever, and just, you know, just a group sitting around, sitting around, sitting around talking and you, you're joining in the conversation, but you don't like the way the conversation's going. You don't like the direction it's, it's, it's taking but you still go along with it. And you don't like the way you are after you're not with them. You don't like what you said. You don't like how you present, you know, you just, I don't like the way I was when I was with that group, okay? That's because I, want, I don't want to be like that. I want to repent of that. I want to be different. Than that. I don't want to be, I don't mean this in a judgmental way. I just simply don't want to be like them. That's not, when I look at myself and what I want to be, that's not what I want to be. I'm not better than them. I just don't want to be like that. What, you don't have to call out, what group do you think that I'm the worst with that makes me feel the worst when I'm with them? Just, you know, it's preachers. It's when I'm sitting with a group of preachers, I've learned I've really got to watch myself here. It's just the truth in my world. Preachers are the most uh, n n n negative people. They're complaining all the time. Uh, when preachers are with each other and just us, we feel like we can say anything we want to, you know, and they're, they're just so down on everything. So, and it used to be that I would join in with that. I don't want to be like that. That's not the preacher I want to be. Okay, all right. But I would join in with that because, Hey, I've got a lot of bad things to say too, you know, but I don't want to be saying them. But I, but I would, and I would leave the group. And I said, man, I don't, I, need, I, I don't like the way I feel. I don't like the way I, I don't, I don't want to be like that. And so I consciously began, still have to work on it, but I consciously began, so all right, 
when, when this group of preachers and I meet, I'm not going to be like that, okay? I changed my mind about me. I changed my mind about how I'm going to talk. I changed my mind about how I'm going to think. I'm not going to think like that. I don't want to start down that road. I don't want to be that kind of preacher. That's repentance. Say, well, that's not a deeply sinful thing. Exactly. It can be anything. Anything. That's what I want you to see. Anything. But I repented of that. I changed my mind. I'm not always successful. Sometimes still make mistakes along the way. That's what I want to talk to you about right now. Well, I've repented before. I know you have. You need to do it again. Well, you know, isn't it just one? No, it's not one time. It's lifetime. Because of our humanness. I've changed my mind. I'm trying to let that change my direction, my actions, my thoughts. But I still make mistakes along the way. And so I still have to come to the Lord again and again and say, Lord, I'm repenting about this again. Nothing wrong with that. Don't be ashamed of that. You're human. There's no one who just repents one time and poof, you know, they're good to go for the rest of their life. No, this is, this is lifetime. But I think I'm a little better than I was, and I'll keep wanting you know, to go down that, that path. There's no one in the room who doesn't need to repent because there's something the Holy Spirit will speak to you about that needs to change. Your mind, your attitude, your words, your eyes, your ears. I don't know that all of you will, but all of us do, need to, okay? And it's the Holy Spirit right now speaking to you and you responding by saying, that's what I want. When I'm around preachers, I, I want to be different. That's what I want. Now, stay there. I'm going to read this, what Jesus said word for word again. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In fact, Matt, if you would, let's just go ahead and put that last verse. That's verse 17 on the screen. I agree with the commentators. Kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, it's all the same thing. It just simply means that Jesus is standing right there. The kingdom of God is here. You can repent now. I get that. I agree with that. But I can't help it. And just give me some, give me some leeway here. When I read it, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is just me. Okay, you're just going to have to give me a chance to say this. Let me get this off my chest. When I read it, I thought of a heavenly place. I thought of, I thought of heaven. It's still on, on my mind. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's just a phrase they use. We, we still use it is at hand. It's right there. It's right there. It is. The kingdom of heaven, a heavenly place for those of us who are in Christ. Me, 
The kingdom of heaven for me is at hand. It's right there. So, repent. Be ready. I, I am, and I want to be, and I'm continuing to be. I have repented, I am repenting, and I'm going to keep at it because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm ready, but I want to stay there, okay? And I, and I think about it. It's that close for me. And so I don't want to do anything at all, anything, to stand in the way of that. So as the Holy Spirit talks to me about repentance, look, you need to kind of change the way you do that. You need to change the way you're thinking. You know, I say, yes, <laughs> yes. Because I want to be ready because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay? Now, that's just me. Technically, it does mean Jesus standing in front of them saying, look, here I am. The kingdom of God is right here now. You can, can repent. I'm going to ask our musicians to come. And that's what we're going to do. I'm not going to try to hide it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to invite First General Baptist to repent. Change your mind. Whatever that means to you. I tried to pick out something for me that, you know, wasn't some deep, dark sin, but it, but it could have been. I tried to show you an example of something that just, you know, in your everyday life, Lord, I need to, I need to change that. I need to look at it differently. I, I, I need to change my mind. Jesus, I need to repent. I do. And I want to. I want to. I'm going to ask you to stand and uh, this isn't just for some of us. This is for all of us. You allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you, deal with you right now. And everybody can repent in their seat. There's no problem with that at all. All of us could. But sometimes, sometimes, and that's why we do this, sometimes we want to give that invitation to come to an altar and pray. It's, it's just, I, I don't know the words to say. It's special. Um, I only come to the altar when I want to. When I want to. And so you may be standing here and say, well, I, you know, I can repent right in my seat. Sure you can. But I want to come. I want to come and talk to Jesus about this. Say, Lord, I, I changed my mind and I need you to help me to change my actions. So, while our musicians play and sing, if you want to come and pray and repent, we invite you to come.
Lord, you are.